Hey guys, and welcome to the newest episode of It's Shamira, Not Shamira, where you hear all the fun things that run through my mind. P.S. I am sorry in advance. Random talks that I have with friends and family, and anything else the universe decides to throw my way. Well, what are we waiting on? Let's get going. All right, so uh, quick disclaimer, as you listen to this video, um, you're going to notice that the audio, the audio, <laughs> the audio for the podcast on my end was super echo, echoey, echoed, whatever. <laughs> uh, so the reason for that is I am decided to use a different platform because I wasn't at the rollout studios. We were doing this um, with a couple different people and we were all at home. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing is I was going to use just my laptop, but the camera on my laptop, mm-mm, not good. Like you can wear all black and it looks burgundy. So I decided to use my phone to record my camera, but given my location, that still didn't come out super clear. You'll notice at the end of the podcast when I go outside, it gets much better. But um, I did not realize that the echo was so bad until after the whole thing was recorded. I played it back and it was already too late. So um, I learned it won't be like that the next time. Uh, so that's why it was re picking up on two microphones from my laptop and from my phone. So unfortunately, I sound um, doubled over and I'm still new. So I'm learning how to um, edit that. It may sound different on the podcast platform if I can figure that out, but it may not. Uh, so I do want to give you that disclaimer on why it sounds like that. So uh, if you can get past that, you'll really thoroughly enjoy this talk. Um, it was definitely one that I have been wanting to have for months. I remember telling my friend Heidi this idea um, probably around like last October or something. Uh, and it just, the timing wasn't right. I wasn't ready um, to be that honest. Um, and then I honestly felt like other people weren't ready, but that was totally my judgment. They were all in. So it was very good. We didn't cover as many things as I would have loved to cover. Um, and Heidi had to leave in the middle, but I definitely want to do another. Preferably over mimosas. Yeah. Alcohol is always good when you have talks like this because it can get emotional. So uh, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy. Um, go ahead and make sure you follow me on all my social media platforms, uh, except for Twitter. 
Jesus, I need to get that together. <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Shamira Not Shamira. Uh, obviously, the YouTube channel, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, go ahead, subscribe to the channel. As I start to get more time and build momentum, we'll get more videos out there to everyone. If you like this, go ahead and share it. Uh, hopefully, it's something that sparks a conversation uh, conversation amongst other women hopefully it brings a little bit of awareness to other men but i think it might bring some awareness to women who have never gone through this either because again as you hear through um some of our stories it was unfamiliar territory for a lot of us um a lot of our, our the things that we went through so um with that being said go ahead keep watching and thank you for uh just coming by listening and go ahead leave a comment below as well and we will get going all right so thanks all of you guys for being a part of this um the newest episode of Myra. Myra. And, and I, I wanted, wanted to um, talk, about talk about something that most people don't talk about, about uh, and, and that's mommyhood. So, so I have these beautiful ladies on here, here who have had multiple pregnancies. I just had one. Well, Florida. We'll talk about that too. But that have been through it, and our pregnancies look very similar, and our pregnancies look very different. And I think it's a really important topic to talk about. So, so uh, with, that with that being said, said I want to start off with everyone kind of talking about what, what, your pregnancy, what you thought your pregnancy was going to look like and what it really was. Who would like to start? Oh, and matter of fact, before we do that, let me introduce everyone. So, I'm going in order from based on what I see it on my phone. Um, so, right below me, I have my cousin Celeste. Hi guys. Want to say anything Hi. about yourself? Oh, mother of two, and uh, we'll get into the specifics. <laughs> <laughs> right below that is my friend and the person that just can't shake me no matter how much you want to. Grandma, <laughs> we have a very interesting dynamic. We started working together a couple years ago, and then in the veterinary field, it's really small. We wanted to work together again at the last hospital we were at. Um, and became dope friends, and she's actually one of my business partners in one of my businesses. So, hello, Mo. Say anything about yourself. Um, I have three kids, and <laughs> well, I got four kids because my kid too. You know, he grown. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was a rough road. <laughs> yeah. And you guys have you heard, heard, heard her on some of my podcasts when I used to podcast at work when we had downtime. So we've had single talk, talk about dating, all that fun stuff. So we've, we've definitely heard her voice before, before now you guys get to hear her face. And then, and then next, next, we have my friend Heidi, who I've been around since she was in the sixth grade. I was in the seventh grade. She's been my best friend since then. Oh, man. Another person I can't say because we know too many things about each other. <laughs> so oh, I said she can't go nowhere. <laughs> so she, yeah, yeah, she can't go nowhere. Uh, so introduce yourself to everyone. Hi everybody, I'm Heidi. I'm mom of three, two 
little girls and I finally just got my little sunshine baby boy who turned a year old on Friday. So I got lots to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, you'll, you'll see one person popping in, in a little bit. bit. Heidi may have to come out um, and you'll see one other person popping in, my cousin Kayvana. Uh, I'll give her a brief introduction since she's going to be coming in late. You guys, you guys see her on um, my podcast before last. Uh, she's my older cousin who looks younger than me. Crazy. She's mama too. Um, she's also one of my business partners in our real estate business. So super excited to have her with me on both fronts. And so she'll be popping in too. Yeah. All, right. All right. So pregnancy. What did you think it was going to be and what did it turn out like for anybody who wants to jump in? I can start first um, with my first one, being 22 years old. To me, it was a breeze. The first one was really a breeze. Um, the most difficult part, I would say, was the sleep deprivation. <laughs> that was really hard for me to get used to. Um, with the first one, I would hear people saying all the time, sleep when the baby sleeps or while you're pregnant, sleep now while you can. And I never, you know, took heed to that. And 100%, that is something that you need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with my first one, I, I found that out to, um, when I did down the line get pregnant again, um, with my second one at 27, um, I took some of those techniques with me and, and learned the sleeping patterns of, you know, the time I need to sleep and, and so forth with, with him. So. Got it. I'm going to pause it for just a second because Kevana just popped in, so I'm going to record it on my laptop. Okay. <clears throat> Who said they can get hit? Hi, not happening. <laughs> we don't want to miss your beautiful face, Heidi. No, we don't. No, we don't. You too. We miss you guys too. Yeah. Can't see your face. You look like a four-year-old with a phone. Oh my God! Oh my God! That's my mom's hand. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Where Where everybody go? Go? <laughs> okay. So, who wants to talk next? Um, I guess I can go. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that I was not prepared for, even though my first one came at 26, was um, the immediate fear and anxiety that really comes the moment you become a mom. I mean, the moment you're pregnant, there's just so much. It's like you know, amazing stories, you hear horror stories, and you have no idea what your journey is going to be. And for me, that fear and anxiety you know, started when I was pregnant, when I found out I was pregnant, and then my first one I had at 26 weeks, unexpectedly, and so that fear was just, you know, exponential at that point, and not even knowing if she was going to survive um, every day was a struggle. Um, so really, I think that is more so the person that you're for. 
you know, with pregnancy and, and then becoming a mother. Luckily, she survived, and you can't even tell that that girl went through so much. Um, right. months stay in the NICU. Um, overall, I mean, then just, you know, every step of the way, it's, you know, is there going to be something wrong? Is there a delay? Is there going to be, you know, cognitive delays, speech development delays, like the whole thing. And then just the fear of the outside world as a mom, you know, and what other people um, can put onto your child, you know, their impact, they're like little sponges. So just, the, I think the overwhelming fear and anxiety were two really big things that I just wasn't prepared for. Got it. I don't know if anybody's like moving I don't know if anybody's like moving papers or something in the background. Um, no, it was happening before that. So, if you guys got anything out that controlling your background, it comes in really strongly. So, just know. And it'll seem like really small, like when the car, the windows are all closed, you can still hear the car that just went behind the house. Wow. So, just beware. This microphone picks up a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, who's uh, next? Who's next? I'll go next because I can um, piggyback off okay. of Heidi okay. because mine was also fear because I was just like you said, you kind of get set up for failure because you know you're pregnant and it's beautiful and then next thing you know you start hearing SIDS and, and this and that so for the first like three months with Caleb I think that I was sitting there like at his crib, like just watching the whole night, like <laughs> because yeah. I was so fearful that you know something would happen. So mine, one of mine was definitely like the fear of it. Like I wish somebody told me that I was gonna be scared, like <laughs> terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I'm actually going to hold on to that story because it makes, it makes me have a question, question for you because I know, I know different details, details that everybody doesn't know yet. yet. You said that everything was on the, on the, on the table, table, so we'll come back, we'll come back to that. Okay. okay. Well, can, can I comment to that? Because yeah. just, to, just to go back to the fear and anxiety with my daughter being born so early, at the time we were in rural Missouri, 45 miles from the hospital. And once she did come home, she came home on an apnea monitor. Mm -hmm. And the thing was like a fire alarm, false positive, going off nonstop. And wow. so at that point, we ended up sleeping with her on our chest so we could feel her breathe because she breathed. Mm -hmm. She was so small and her breasts were so shallow, it didn't pick it up. And it was just, just the fear of, you know, my daughter not breathing mm -hmm. at night while I'm home and 45 miles from a hospital, it, it was crazy. You know, I made, I'm a nurse and I made sure that I had all of what I needed there. But the thought of having a car on my own infant was terrifying, you know? So yeah, just even a normal baby dealing with the SIDS issue, but bringing home a preemie with respiratory issues was terrifying. What you got, Mo? What you got, Mo? Um, are we talking about pregnancy, pregnancy? pregnancy. or, huh? Your pregnancy, oh, like, your pregnancy, reality, like, what you thought, reality, it, was like what you thought it was going to be like and what it turned into. So, um, I kind of knew what pregnancy was going to be like because I technically, I, I didn't have kids 
out of me at nine, but I was a parent since nine because every one of my brothers and sisters were like mine. Every time my mom had a kid, she would immediately hear your sister or hear your brother. Like I raised all of them as if they were mine. Um, and throughout her every pregnancy, I kind of knew like what it would be. I just didn't know all of the complications that went along with them because hers were like, she was pregnant for nine months, she spit them out, and she went um, I got pregnant, I know people hear stories of people, oh, I didn't know, they, how didn't they know that they were pregnant? I didn't know I was pregnant until I was five months, because my period has never been regular, so I've still, if I had a period, like, every single month. My chest didn't grow until fifth, my fifth month. I didn't get bigger. Nothing showed on me until I was like five months pregnant. And it was just me going into the doctor and they're like, you know you're pregnant. Uh, no, I didn't know that I was pregnant. And then all of a sudden, bam, everything, like my stomach started growing, my boobs started getting thin. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I know I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> and I also had preeclampsia, so I didn't know nothing about that either. And, you know, going to the doctor where they're telling me, no, you don't have it. And I'm like, okay, well, before I got pregnant, I was a pounds. Um, like, tell me what I don't have. And I know something is wrong. And they're telling me, you know, everything's fine. They're fine. It's all baby weight. My baby don't weigh 100 pounds. There's no way. Definitely don't. Right. And, you know, like... I remember the day before I gave birth to him, he called me and was like, okay, well, you ran your blood and you have preeclampsia, we need you to come in now. I've been telling y'all I have preeclampsia for the past, like, five months, and now y'all call me and tell me it's an emergency, I gotta come in now. I'll see y'all Monday. <laughs> I'm not coming in now. Wow. So, you know, it's certain stuff where you, you don't get warmed about all the complications of pregnancy. You just, every time you see somebody, they're pregnant, and then you see them and they have the baby. You know, they don't warn you about everything that could happen while you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, for me, my pregnancy was pretty easy. I was, I was just scared, scared because I was 17. Um, and didn't really know. Honestly, I was thinking about, like, thank goodness I'm on my mom's medical. Because I was thinking about the finance that came with it. And they sent me the bill of what I would have paid. And I was like, yeah, it was like over 50 grand. I wish I still had that paperwork. Um, so I was, I was worried about that. Um, I was worried about the what ifs like everyone else. But, but pregnant, pregnant, the pregnancy itself was pretty easy for me. I was very thankful for that. I just didn't know what happens next. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what what happens when I have this, this kid? Like, am I supposed to breastfeed him? What formula should I use? Like, what what happens next? Because my, my body's changing. Like, I can get used to that. Now I got an excuse the way I was eating already. So it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, the pregnancy part was easy, it was everything after that, 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 that I was like, what the heck am I going to do? So, so yeah, yeah, that was interesting. 
but, but the pregnancy, the pregnancy itself, it was, itself, it, was it was pretty smooth. I just had swollen feet, I just had swollen feet like but at that time I didn't like wearing shoes anyway, flip flops for my life. So I didn't. So I didn't. I didn't have anything to complain about, and I always feel bad when when women have horrible pregnancies. That's the one part that you should be able to thoroughly enjoy, and it always is heartbreaking when people have rough pregnancies. Yeah, I was very. I was very lucky in that sense. What I thought it was going to be like and what I what I went through wasn't too different. I didn't I didn't know of pregnancies until I got older. But those weren't questions I was asking at seventeen years old. I wasn't asking, you know, what what should it look like? What does it mean if your kid is green? If your kid is green, like none of that. Like I never thought about it, so I kind of was in a bubble, which was good for me because I didn't know. Extra things to be scared of, so I didn't think about it. Going forward, be scared shitless. And I'm actually gonna bring out my next question because one of my my things that makes me scared is something that Kayvana went through and something that my cousin Nick went through. So my question, Kayvana, for you. Do you think part of your reason why you were so guarded with Caleb is because of what you went through with Exodus? Absolutely. And just to give y'all a uh, backdrop, because I know you guys don't know, I also had a premature um, baby at, I think I was 25 weeks. So I was really, really um, premature. And she passed away from pneumonia at, um, after 21 days. So absolutely because it's kind of crazy that you say that because with Caleb I was like scared as f like I probably didn't sleep for like a month because I was so scared but then with my daughter I was just like yeah but yes Caleb um definitely set me up for the anxiety and the fear and like I mean I can't express to y'all because, you know, good thing none of you guys have been through it, but you have no idea, like, how scary to lose a child and to have another one and just be like, well, what if something happens? What if he gets sick? You know what I mean? Like, so, yes, that set me up for pure anxiety. Yeah. Pure anxiety. How was that how for, was you for you? Because yours was different, yours was than, different what than what I went through with Nick. And I know, and I know like, like, I've never, I've never lost a child. Lost a by chance, um, and, I'll explain, um, that a little bit and later. I'll explain that a little bit later for the viewers, but being literally, being getting, literally that getting that phone call with him, having to run down to the hospital, having to talk to the nurses before he even got there, and getting the like, I know what that felt like as a bystander. You had to make the decision to pull her off life support. What was that like for you? Um, To be honest, it's kind of weird because it wasn't as hard as you think because you know it's your baby so you have a soul connection like something is there no matter what's going on and on the last day you know her oxygen was extremely low basically you know she was just living off of life support and I swear to you she turned over to me and looked at me and like you know through motion it was like she told me like I'm done and I just looked and I literally nobody was there my mom nobody was there like they were on their way they were like you don't want to wait for your parents I was like nope take her off now 
I was like, take her off now. And I just let them take her off and they put her on my arms and she had her last breath. But it wasn't as hard as it seems because, you know, we had communication. She told me what was up. So I just did what I had to do. But I remember you I mean, saying that too. Yeah. I mean, it was hard, but I knew it was the absolute thing to do at that very moment. Like I, that, I wouldn't have changed it. Like I still would not change it right now because I knew that's what needed to happen. And the good thing we're talking about mommyhood. And the good and thing we're talking about mommyhood. And you can hear probably my niece in the background. That sounds like mommy. That's in the background, right? Oh no. Mellow so. then. Got it. Mellow then. Yeah. Got it. 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 Hi. 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 Oh, she's crying right now. She, she, don't, don't, don't let that, that little face fool you. She, she can keep up, up with the best of them and terrorize, and terrorize anyone. anyone. So, so <laughs> don't let that little innocent face fool you. She can, she can keep you on your toes. I miss them, I miss by the way. My kind of girl. <laughs> she takes after somebody. <laughs> All right, so, so we had talked about, about I, I posed a couple of questions for you guys, guys um, and I, I talked to you guys about three things, three things that you wished you were told, you were told when, when you were pregnant, pregnant for, or whether it was your first pregnancy, your second, second pregnancy, or for your third, because there's a couple, of, a couple of us. Oh, that's perfect. Look, we got one, two, and three in the group. <laughs> I'm the only one with one. So what are some things you were told, wish you were told when, when you, before, you became before you became a mom? Um, again, um, being exhausted as you are. Um, the second thing would be um, knowing about postpartum. Um, I had it with both of mine. I never even heard people talk about it. Mm. Um, so I tend to speak out and um, let my thoughts be known on that. And I think it's really important because you never know what someone is going through. And you can be the eye opener for that person. Yeah. Um, and the third thing that I would say, um, I was scared to change a diaper. <laughs> the first time. Really? <laughs> I was. <laughs> Their legs, her legs were so small. And I just, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so difficult. <laughs> so that's another thing that through my pregnancy, I never really thought about, you know, um, changing a diaper. <laughs> mm. I knew I had Fair. to, but it was never something that I thought about, you know. Having a boy, having a boy first, first when I got to change diapers on everybody as a girls, I was like, well, I gotta be careful. Because I didn't have to be like that. I just wipe it as it go. That was a whole new experience for me. As soon as that air hits, as soon as that hair hits for those little boys. Oh, man. Oh, man. I know. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? Um, I would mind the three things is a 
for when they were kids. Mine's is, I wish somebody would have told me how expensive having kids are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selfish as shit. <laughs> Three of them and then gotta share my stuff three ways. Oh my Jesus. Man. I get it. I get it. That's a struggle within itself. And then they didn't tell me, you know, when your kids go to school, you going to school too. Like all they homework, that's your homework. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. Right. So when you think you graduated, no, 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 you ain't graduated. Mm-hmm. You still got more years to go. They got new stuff they learned mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. learn too. Yep. Nobody. Right. Yeah. yeah. We gotta do new math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't understand why I have to do math Yes. We had a conference yeah. one time and me and Camille's father looked at each other and we were like, they just made that look so difficult. <laughs> like why did that's, that's yeah. the one thing math is like across the board that's the one thing that doesn't, thing that doesn't have to be changed why change it why change it struggle with that already can't struggle with that already just leave it alone unless you're gonna make it simpler but if you're gonna make it more but if you're gonna make it more difficult just don't just don't yeah extra yeah. steps yeah. yeah it's a lot and google yeah. made it work and Google made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> All right, who's next? All right, who's next? Well, mine was kind of like, I, I guess it was a combination. Um, one of the things that, that I really wish I knew is that I was uh, going to basically be like looking in the mirror, uh, parenting myself every day. Hold that thought. Hold that thought for just a second. There is music in the background, and it's none of y'all's fault. But I don't think they realize that it's showing through, and it'll impede on me being able to put this on YouTube. I don't have the license for that music in the background. Oh, yeah. You hear that? Dang. I, I do not own the rights to this. I don't, I don't own the rights to that. <laughs> That's why we can upload the last, literally the last one. That's exactly why. So we were playing my cousin's music in the background, but then we switched. And because we don't have that license, and that was a really good one. Like That was great culture, and I think that was a really important one to talk about, but we can never upload it. Yeah, they won't even let us download it from the YouTube platform. Podcast platform. So yeah, that so, was a lesson. Yeah, that was a lesson learned. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You good? Um. Oh, basically, I'm parenting myself. Like. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't know that I was going to be looking at a reflection every day of my life, and then telling them to not do the stupid stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> When you yeah. want to laugh at something that they've done because it's so funny at the same yeah. time. Yeah. There was a there was a meme that I seen. It. I think Mo, I think you posted it. When it said, "Don't you hate when you have to parent yourself out of your children?" Absolutely. I posted it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike, I'm looking at myself every day. Like this is really hard. It's like some kind of horror movie. Us. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I definitely understand, understand that 110%. 110%. <laughs> what you what got, you got Heidi? Uh, I think 
okay, let's see. The things that were overwhelming that I really didn't understand or anything with pregnancy for, first of all, was postpartum, <laughs> postpartum depression for me, just like, you know, on what you said, it just, it was overwhelming. Like I have been the type that, you know, is able to, you know, cope and manage, you know, the stress of life and all of, you know, all of the mechanisms that I've learned to be able to deal with things in my life, you know, all that goes out the window with postpartum. You have absolutely no control over it. You don't understand why and you just, you just can't manage sometimes. And for me, it was, that was what was so devastating to have to understand that I didn't have control over that you know I couldn't mm -hmm. just pick myself up and you know make myself be in a good mood that day or want to take care of my kids or whatever it was you know so um and then that it gets worse if you have it <laughs> with each pregnancy potentially and that it, it did that with me so that was very trying very trying it's trying on you know your relationship as a mother your your relationship with your partner your friendships i mean everything changes because you have you know these little ones who completely depend on you every single day and some days you just cannot get it together you know i mean thank god for you ladies shamira knows she has come over here and literally i'm gonna cry she has literally taken over control of my household in the moment where i was in despair and not able to even handle it and, and don't that, do that that's my sister right there that's my best friend is gonna come in and take over, you know, and they don't yeah. tell you that. And I couldn't even ask for it. She just came and knew that that's what I needed, you, you know. And and you, Celeste, reaching out, it's like those moments where people reach out there. who have been there. been there. Oh my God, you have no idea. Just somebody texting and calling to check in or whatever can just be just that one thing to help push you through the day. And you know, I, I I'm a nurse. I work in a hospital. I've heard about it. I learned about it. But there's nothing that can prepare you for it personally. Nothing at all. No, I'm you know I'm still dealing with it. I got a year year old little one, and I'm still trying every day to get myself focused and get out of it. You know. But it, it takes time, you know, it takes so much time for your hormones to be back in balance. And yeah. It is just the first year of any baby's, you know, life is the most trying aspect of life. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that I was never really prepared for that aspect of it. And then I would say, secondly, even with having three kids, after physically giving birth to three kids, um, one completely naturally which i am so wow. all about getting meds and an epidural <laughs> <laughs> um i hey wait wait with that second one to be fair we had to kind of coach you into doing it because like what are you come on like you're miserable at this point and you're still a little early so so, you ain't got to be strong for nobody but yourself. That's what it was. It's like, oh, I've done it before. I can do it again. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I, I yeah. Yeah. 
so then I, it took it took a couple of times. Okay, I'm a little hard. You did, you did, yeah. With her, you were like, you were really trying to do it. I remember me and I remember me and Bev looking, looking at each other like, okay, we don't want to okay, interrupt, your, interrupt plan, your birthing plan. But at that point, but at that point, you were really struggling. Like you right. were in at that, like at you that were point, in at that, like, at that point, like I know you had a birthday plan, but it. you were now making it. You were more stressed out. You were more stressed out, which made your labor harder, which could put your baby in danger. And that's when we were just like, "What are you really doing this for?" You were right. And the minute that I changed my thought process and what I had stuck in my mind, I was like, "God, why didn't I do this sooner?" I remember specifically, he's playing like Justin Bieber was like, you know, top hit right then. And it's like playing on the radio and I'm sitting there hanging out talking and I'm like, dang, this is what it's supposed to be like. <laughs> it doesn't have to be this hard. Right. Yeah. So I learned my lesson, you know, and you have to, that's, that's another lesson in motherhood, right? You have an idea of how things are going to go or how you want it to go and you better know in a second that it's gonna change. Better have a plan B. Oh my god, yeah. have a plan B. Yeah. You know what? That's one thing. It's like you can have you can have a birthing plan. You can have a life plan. How Ugh. everything is gonna work? This child's gonna listen to me, and they're gonna do this, this, and that. Mm -mm. Right. It's not gonna happen that way. It is right. That way. So another lesson to be learned. <laughs> <laughs> roll with the punches and go. With Plan B because it's not going to go the way you planned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that was, that was one of mine too. Mm -hmm. And because yeah, yeah, you don't know. No, no, no. no, no, no. Finish your third one because that was that was. Yeah. I was gonna say like after you have subsequent pregnancies, the you know as your uterus contracts, it is worse than labor. So it's basically like going through labor again, except this time you don't have medication. Right, so and it gets worse with each baby. Yeah, you heard so that baby number three. Yeah, yeah, I hear, I'm hear that, and I'm trying to ignore it. Okay. Shut up. Just make sure. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, here, here, say hi. Oh, hi, hi my kid. <laughs> so, um, literally with him, I felt like I had the most normal because the first one I had at 26 weeks, two pound micro creamy. Second one strict six months bed rest okay yeah. i'm talking about isolation yeah. atrophied muscles pain depression the whole nine and that baby didn't want to come thank god she was full term and yeah. yeah the one that you guys saw earlier oh and then with my son i knew it was a boy everything was different it was so easy i was like working it was like all the way up until like seven and a half months which was like amazing for yeah. me yeah you know being so high risk um and um he, he came so quick and smooth everything was just easy with that boy i swear yeah. the boy but, man yeah, yeah I, know. I got a text message like the next day she's like he's here i was like what do you mean he's here <laughs> literally i went to my doctor's appointment i'm like already at like i think i was already at four centimeters three three and a half centimeters i think when i went to my doctor's appointment stayed that way for a couple of weeks went in then they're like well you're at four but you're not acting like you're in labor or anything so you know you can just go over to the hospital we'll have them check you out and then you know see what go from there but they were gonna send me home i went to the hospital i was at four within an hour swear to god they hooked me up 
to the wow. monitor. She's like, I need 10 minutes of strip and then you're going to go home. I'm like, and then I was like started in the labor right then and there. And it was like, wow. I went from four to five to six and it was just done. It was like four hours and then boom, he came like less than 20 minutes and it was just done it was like four hours and then boom he came like less than 20 minutes just so much easier than I kept telling him I said by the fourth one you're gonna have like I said you're gonna work and so like the very end of your pregnancy they're gonna be full term and she's like stop saying that Stop, stop talking about this four kids stuff right, right now. now. I don't want to hear it. Four is my favorite number, so I'm going to say go for it. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. She says four is her favorite number. She wants you to go for it. Mention pregnancy to her. Y'all, wait. Right? Hold on. I'm, I'm older than y'all. My hands are full. I'm good. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm older than y'all. My youth is 38. Yeah, you, uh, you and, and Celeste are almost close in age. So Celeste, you're about to be what, 37, right? I'll be 38. Okay, yeah. So see, but neither one of y'all. Are about to be. Yeah, both. <laughs> neither one of y'all want more kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, my one of the things that I wish somebody told me was the whole have a backup plan. But again, I was 17. So... His other grandmother had told me about how she had all three of her kids naturally. And she was like, it was no big deal for her. And I was like, all right, cool. So it was always for me, like, I'll have them natural if I can. But if I can't, then there's no shame in having drugs. But I didn't know that there was hella options to have kids. Like, I didn't know about water births and home births and all that stuff. Like, like having doulas, having I doulas. I didn't know of any of that. So I wish I would so have had more options at my grasp, so, so I could make a better decision. Because now, when I think about it, I don't want to have my next kids. I don't want to have my next kids. And I'm like, you have a water birth? I'd like to have them at home. I would like to if I could, or maybe even in or maybe even in a sitting position, like learning that being on your back makes it a little bit harder to deliver, and that's not the natural position, but that's just what's natural for. Like, now that I know all these different options, it's making me kind of contemplate how I want to have the next pregnancy. Um, um, the second one was just like the second one was just like everybody else. Um, postpartum depression. And I really only have and I really only have two that I wish somebody would have told me. And this is the second one. I didn't have anyone around me to know what that looked like. My first time seeing my first time seeing it on other people was Heidi. Because I only knew of my because experience, I only knew of my experience but I didn't was. know that that's what that was. Everyone was just telling me, oh, it's the hormones, because I was crying out of nowhere. Or, mm -hmm. or like, the exhaustion. Like, the exhaustion. And I remember, like, people... People think I'm joking. People think I'm joking. When I say, I'm surprised Kai made it, man. I'm happy he's here. That's okay, yeah. That's okay, yeah. Um, and that's a real reason. And it's a real because reason because I really thought I was going to kill my child. I remember him crying. I remember so him crying so that much that I was just shaking him so badly because he, so he just wouldn't stop crying. And when I think about it, it and when hurt. I think about it, it hurt. But I, I really did that because I, I didn't know what I was going through. Was going through. Mm -hmm. And nobody told me. And nobody told me what that was. Because there was no getting help for that. I remember 
waking up. I remember waking up one. You know, they don't talk now. Because, you know, they don't talk now. They talk about you shouldn't, you know, sleep with your kid because you kill them. I remember waking up once and going, why does his cry sound so muffled? Why does he sound so far away? So I woke up to figure out where he was. He was under me. I almost smothered him. Oh, goodness. So, so when I say when I say I'm thankful for that, kid, thankful to for that kid to be here, I mean it. Because there were so many times, I almost, so many times I almost killed him, and I didn't mean to. And I didn't mean to. I just couldn't. Yeah, help I just it. couldn't help it. Whether it was the whether it was the depression, or it was just being young and not knowing any better. Like I almost killed that kid too many now times. Now he's a teenager. I almost want to kill him just willingly. Yeah, like, I'm there with you. Yeah. <laughs> <It's different>. so, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something I wish was talked about more openly. And then when you hear and then when you hear about stories of people that women that have multiple kids, kids and they kill their kids, I have so much I have so much empathy for them because I get it. Yeah, you know, you know sometimes, sometimes we're like, like I couldn't see how you can take care of kids and put them in a bathtub. You may not. You may not. But right. But I can't because I was in that mode. Like, why don't you? There's nothing wrong with you. You know, just forget it. Just I just wish you went away. And as heartbreaking as that sounds, like Heidi said, you can't control that when you're going through those emotions. And if nobody's talking to you about what the postpartum depression looks like, you. You don't know what to do. You don't have anyone to talk to. You, talk, you, talk to you. You don't know what to do. You don't have anyone to talk to. You, talk, mm-hmm. talk to you through those thoughts. If I knew that there was an option. I would have took medication if I knew that there was an option. If you're telling me that there was something I could have done to, to make me not mm-hmm. almost kill my kid. Absolutely, I would have taken. Nobody talked to me about it. And I went to. Like, I had a nurse that came over afterwards. Didn't say nothing. She just made sure that I was breastfeeding fine. My my checkups afterwards. That wasn't even questions that even came up. That's what breaks you. Just one day, not so much your parents and you know your family because some of them have not gone through it and they don't really know how to treat it. Right. What breaks my heart right. is that the medical professionals don't tell you anything. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Like, that's what breaks like, my heart. Not one time. So I just thought it was me. Yeah. I didn't know that this was a normal thing. I didn't know that other women went through it. I just thought that I was alone and there was something wrong with me. That, that I almost killed my kid multiple times, kid multiple times and that I would look at him sometimes and just and resent him for being there. Yeah, like, ugh. Just, and, I, and nobody told me that I wasn't alone. alone. Yep. So, so then seeing someone else go through it, it I wanted to do absolutely anything I possibly could. Because I never wanted them to feel like they were alone that nobody understood what they were going through. So whatever she needed, I was there for because I didn't want her to feel like nobody understood. Our depressions could look very different, but I know that feeling. So it was a no-brainer to come help because I wish I would have had that. So that's definitely something that I wish I was told. Yeah, and prepared for, for. and, and still to this day it's still not something i talked about like it's you'll, you'll see it a little bit, bit and then, and then all, all of a sudden it goes away again like, like it just disappeared and, and women are going through it and it doesn't just go away after a couple months like she was just talking about it her kid just turned a year and she's still dealing with it like they don't explain the long-term effects of that and, and it's, it's, how old is the dad? She's 10 and I'm still dealing with it. 
Shut up, Mo. <laughs> no, but you know what? Another thing that they, that people don't talk to you about is how you not dealing with issues that you went through as a child now comes in and you are hormonally fucked up. And then, and then you, you start, start dealing, dealing with past traumas that you don't even know that's affecting you as a, a person now or an adult. But then you, then you got all these crazy emotions going on. And I don't think self-healing, self-care, and self-therapy is promoted nearly enough for women. And people in general, don't get me wrong, but women, especially when you you want us to keep loving our children. I agree. So yeah, so, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's definitely, that's something, definitely something I wish I would have been talking. Yeah. Um, one other thing yeah. I wish is that um, somebody told me that when breastfeeding that uh, I probably would like almost <laughs> to the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> wish somebody would have told me that. <laughs> oh, my oh, oh, it was like hanging off. Like it still worked, you know what I'm saying? But it was like... Nobody was going to say nothing about that, huh? No. Yeah, and appointment was a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. I use that. It's like lanolin or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The lanolin, it was too creamy for me. Like, it was water-based, so it just, it still left me chapped. Oh, man. And engorged. Having engorged breasts. The pain. Oh my god. Oh my god. For me, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't breastfeed with my first one. I was, my postpartum depression was so bad that I I didn't even want that connection. It just, it hurt too bad and it just, it completely just pushed me away from doing it. So I I felt bad um, because I know how important it is for your child, but going through that at, at that moment, it just, it's not important enough. It's it. not important enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And that, you know, and that, that, you know that's like, what kills me when other women, women other like shaming other, other mothers breastfeeding. for not breastfeeding. Oh, no. I, I would never that. do that. I hate that. Yeah, I hate I that. I was going to say that. It's totally fine if you can't do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, your baby's not going to be healthy. It doesn't mean that you're a bad right. mom. Like, nothing. No. You know? Like, it doesn't mean that at all. Yeah. You know? No. I hate that one. Like, are you breastfeeding? Like, what What does it matter? Like, there's so many other things going on in that mom's mind. That to breastfeed or not to breastfeed may or may not be the main thing that is on their mind. Yeah. And then look at all you, um, you Similac babies. Y'all made it just fine. <laughs> I was breastfed yep. for a little bit, <laughs> but I'm still all right. Hey, but I we was made a preemie. We made I was a preemie, so I wasn't breastfed. <laughs> and, and, and we made it through sitting in the back of station wagons with no seat belts, right. living in houses with no right. Exactly. What? Breaking out the water hose. Oh, oh drinking out the water hose. Yeah, yeah. Eating the lemongrass. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. I was just thinking about that the other day. <laughs> lemongrass. Lemon flowers, flowers, flowers from the dog. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Why did y'all do that? I don't know. <laughs> no, who started that? And why? And why? <laughs> It, it was amazing. Was party up in- <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it was a little tart. It was a little refreshing. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Shut up, Emma. Shut up, Emma. <laughs> no, Ivy, no, you, you are absolutely right. So when my other friend, Asia, um, had her baby, me completely off. off when only four people when only four in, the people in the, the room. Samira had a full-on par- house party. In the room 
Who wants to count for me? I'm I'm naming everybody that was in the room. Who wants to count for me? So it was his dad. So it was his dad. All right. So it was his dad. My mom. My mom. His mom. His mom. My dad. My dad. His dad. Those two. They were in the room sometimes, but they mostly when it was time. Once my vagina was out, they stayed in the hallway. But they were like, if anybody closes that door and we can't hear nothing, it's a problem. My sister was there. My sister was there. His sister was there. His sister was there. Her then boyfriend. Her was then there. boyfriend was there. Heidi was there. Heidi was there. Stephanie was there. Stephanie was there. Asia was there. Asia was there. Asia's auntie was there. Asia's auntie was there. Alex didn't. Alex didn't. Yeah, Alex showed up. Um, um, Aaron's aunt was there. Aaron's aunt was there. No, I already got that. I already got that. You messing up the count. How many we had? How many we had? Came on. Fourteen. Boom. Yeah. Fourteen, man. Fourteen. 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 Fourteen.
out. And his dad was, uh, his, uh, his grandfather was there to take a picture of me when I came through. So I remember that flash, but I don't remember anything after that. So I was too high. Like, I, I just, I felt like I was robbed of the memories of having a birthday experience for my kid. But they, but they don't, don't they don't tell you that. that. Like they don't talk he to you about like a drug man. They don't talk to you about that. He looked like mashed potatoes just like every other baby. So you ain't missing. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember he was ugly. And they, and they brushed his hair long. So instead of brushing it so the hair went down, they brushed it backwards and it was horrible. So he was a pimp named Slick Back. A pimp named Slick Back. Absolutely. But yeah, it was it was more it was more than I it was more than more drugs than I wanted. So next, yeah, I, didn't so, have, I didn't have drugs. I didn't have drugs. You said you, you said don't do, you drugs? do drugs, Mo? Oh no, Mo? I didn't have them. Huh? You, no, I heard you. Get you said, no, I heard you. Okay, what were you saying, Mo? They gave With, me the button. Were you saying, Mo? Well, I was able to get. Every time I needed a drug, they gave. I had the button where I could push. <laughs> I had the button too, but I felt. I like had the, the button too, but I felt like the dose was too large for me. Because I'm a weakling. Because I'm a weakling. Like, you give me a half a Vicodin and I'm out all day. It probably was. And they shouldn't have been, they should have adjusted it knowing that. Agreed. Was, Agreed. Like, so often sleeping. Yeah, but, you, you I mean, sleeping that's, that's just. You know, and I'm sure for them, they were just like, oh, you sleeping, that's a good thing. She's relaxed. Nah. nah. For me, when they when I was pushing and whatever they was doing out down there, I was like, uh, I feel that, and they were like, You feel that? You just had an epidural, and no, 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 I'm serious, like, I really feel that. <laughs> Everything they did, I felt, and they were like, Okay, when well, we gave you the button, I don't know what to tell y'all, whatever y'all did, or whatever right. in this button, I feel that like pushing this button, yeah, so, I felt the same way, <laughs> it wasn't an. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like I felt like it definitely wasn't enough after my first one. Right. I mean, I that my placenta did not want to come out. I mean, it literally I could have lost my life. I mean, it took them forty five minutes to manually get it out my placenta out and I only had parking. And I, I mean, the only way I could describe that uh, is basically feeling like I was tortured. Like that's honestly the only way I can describe it. And I'm like, I never want to feel that way ever again, you know? But yeah. I just was so yeah. preterm, you know, the placenta was not ready to come out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it takes a little bit longer. Those, yeah. those are the things, like postpartum hemorrhage and, you know, preterm, mm -hmm. you know, labor and birth. Like, you know, that, if you just gotten it out, my life could be in danger. You know, they don't tell you. They, they don't talk about those things, right. you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. the fluid shift, the fluid shift of your body when you're pregnant and everything. I mean, you know, some women have these amazing pregnancies, but you have no idea anything can go wrong at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. And, uh, People